0: chapter 12, verse 1, Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee, yet let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Wherefore doth the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are all they happy that deal very treacherously? Thou hast planted them, yea, they have taken root. They grow, yea, they bring forth fruit. Thou art near in their mouth and far from their reign. But thou, O Lord, knowest me, thou hast seen me, and tried mine heart toward thee. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter, and prepare them for the day of slaughter. How long shall the land mourn, and the herbs of every field wither, for the wickedness of them that dwell therein? The beasts are consumed, and the birds, because they said he shall not see our last end. If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of the Jordan? I've run across this scripture when we were in Florida a few weeks ago. Florida, that's not too soon, is it? After last night. <laughs> but I thought of this scripture while we were down in Florida. Um, and just that one question, the very last one I read. Jeremiah has been, uh, if you read in the 11th chapter, they tried to kill him. Uh, starting his ministry and prophesying and they tried to take his life. It wouldn't be the last time that they tried to do that. He was thrown in dungeons. Uh, he was thrown into pits. Uh, he didn't live a, a life that people would, uh, would desire to live, but through it all... Uh, he endured faithful until the end. Uh, and I believe, and I've said this before, that every born-again believer that's truly born and blood-bought by the Spirit of God and by the blood of our Lord and Savior will endure until the end. I, I want to endure unto the end. I want, I want to have faith all the way up until the very end. Uh, I, I want to be able to lay on a bed of sickness maybe one day and say, I've tried to be faithful. But Jeremiah was asking God. He said, "I." uh, He he was confused as far as uh, the judgments of God. He begins to uh, ask God some questions. He begins to say. Much like Asaph in Psalm 73, uh, he asked God, why do the wicked prosper? Uh, And sometimes it's easy for us to ask that question. uh, Because if you look at what's going on about us, the wicked seem to prosper uh, and the righteous seem to have a struggle. And and that's the way it is. Uh, And I can't answer the mind of God. uh, But I will say this, uh, Asaph in Psalm 73 came to the conclusion. He said, But then, Lord, I saw therein. And, uh, I want you to understand that every judgment, uh, everything that man does, uh, and, and I've had people say to me, "When are people uh, going to have to pay that are uh, that are uh, that are molesting their children and running their country into the ground? Uh, uh, those evil uh, psychopaths and pedophiles. When are they going to get what's coming to them?" And that is the question that longs to be answered. But uh, I'll say this: that judgment will come from God. Uh, it'll come swiftly upon an individual Uh, if not here then when they draw that last breath and they enter into a place of judgment and and Jeremiah is talking with God and saying why I don't understand why all these wicked men seem to prosper. Uh, Job said it like this he questioned with God and he said the wicked go into their strength and they are strong all their days until they descend into the grave and the righteous seem to lay on beds of languishing and sickness and he had a heart time. And and so we think like that. And we're no different than those men in the Bible. We uh, we think like that. But God... Answers Jeremiah in verse five, and he says, "If if, if these footmen have wearied you, uh, then how do you suppose you will ever run with the horses?" And so, that question, uh, I want to, uh, I want to uh, prepare you for the day that is soon coming upon this earth, uh, that is soon coming to our own country, uh, yea, that is soon coming uh, even to Macon County, Tennessee. There are days, and I'm not trying to uh, be gloom and doom, but I'm telling you that because of what we have done and the sins that we have committed in this land, because of what we are teaching our children there is coming a day that God will pour forth His fury and wrath and judgment upon this world and that day is approaching and so we we want to prepare you that, that we need to pray that God would grant unto us holy boldness to stand in that evil day and having done all that we'll be able to stand uh, for what God is saying is, uh, Jeremiah, uh, if, 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 these, uh, if these conditions now are troubling you, uh, there's a far darker day than this. And what are you going to do then? Uh, and so he says, uh, that, that last question is really where I want to take my thought. I just ask you one simple question this morning. Uh, and it says, If in the land of peace wherein you dwell us, They wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of the Jordan? And that's the question. That's what I want to title this. uh, How will you do? in the swelling of the Jordan. Now uh, now the Jordan has been a metaphor and it's been used in different ways. Uh, if you go back into the days of Moses, they uh, Moses had uh, had passed away. They had crossed the Red Sea. Uh, they had wandered in the days of the wilderness for 40 years. And then they come right to the edge of the land of promise. Uh, everything, uh, those men except for Joshua and Caleb, all of those that come out of Egypt except for those two men died, Uh, You might not want to hear this today. Uh, You might not uh, want to think about this today. Uh, But everybody in this building will one day go uh, the way of all the earth. Uh, Every last one of us is going to die. Uh, Some will die young. Some will die very old. Uh, But make no mistake about it, that day is swiftly approaching to everybody. And so they had to cross that Jordan uh, to get to that land of promise. Uh, And I think probably the best description of Canaan land uh, is the land of a Christian life on this earth uh, for there were still the Canaanites in the land uh, they were still giants in that land and so there are still the enemies of God that we uh, live amongst but uh, but another way you can look at the crossing of the Jordan uh, which is the way most of the time it's preached and I have no problem with it I'm going to use it that way this morning actually uh, it's crossing into the, uh, into the space of death uh, crossing in Uh, everybody here today uh, from the youngest baby that's sitting right there uh, to the oldest whom I would never point out uh, but everybody here today is going to dip their feet in Jordan's chilly waters one day. Uh, Everybody here uh, there's going to come a day uh, we think about it when we go to the funeral homes. uh, uh, We see a coffin line up there and we see a body uh, and that's going to be the way that we all go Uh, every last one of us was some way or another. And the question is, what will you do? How will you do Uh, in the swelling of the Jordan? And so as the people gathered around uh, Joshua, who was about to lead them uh, through that Jordan, the Bible said, uh, the Jordan had overflowed its banks. It was that season we are entering into the season now. Uh, as we're into September, we're into the middle of September, uh, that things are going to start changing. Uh, Jeremiah says it like this. He said, the harvest is past and the summer is ended and we are not saved. Uh, could I, I caution you today, dear friends, that uh, the summer is coming to an end. and uh, The harvest season is coming to an end. Uh, as we look about over the next few weeks, we're going to see things change. We're going to see leaves begin to change. And we're going to uh, have a nip in the air and there'll be no mistaking the fact uh, that fall and autumn is upon us. Uh, And after that then comes a cold and dreary winter. And so uh, so that's the way of the earth. Even nature itself uh, teaches us that things have to die. Uh, That in order for there to be a new life in the spring, it has to die down in the fall. And so nature even has its way of letting man know that man will never live forever. And there is an apprehension there and it happened all the way back in the days of the first man who ever died. Uh, Since Abel died from his own brother's hand men have feared death. And uh, men have feared crossing that Jordan. Uh, they gathered around Joshua that day. And Joshua, uh, God had told him, I'm going to magnify you. Uh, just like I did Moses. I'm going to now magnify you. Uh, for the sake of all of these they're going to look to you, Joshua. Uh, can I tell you today, dear friend? You, I saw a sign on the way uh, in here today on the church, uh, and it said, "Out of a hundred men, one will read the Bible, and the, uh, and and people will will go to that one that reads the Bible." But he said, "The other ninety-nine, uh, there'll be people that that doesn't read their Bible. They'll just read the Christian." Uh, could I say that to you today, dear friend? To say this that uh, that that we have the answer that people are looking. Uh, just as men looked at Joshua, how are we going to do in the swelling of the Jordan? And Joshua, how are we going to cross these chilly waters? And Joshua, God made a way, and Joshua led them across on dry ground. But if we look at that from a spiritual standpoint this morning, how will you do? in the swelling of the Jordan. You're going to get there. You're going to cross over. You're going to draw your last breath. Not thinking about it. Men want to put that far, far out of their minds. Can I be honest with you today? Not thinking about it is not going to make it not happen. Not thinking about death. Can I be perfectly honest with you? You need to be prepared. How will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? Job said it like this. He said, I'm fixing to go the way of all the earth. And he said, where I'm going, I can never return here. I'm going to the place, he said, of no return. Oh, that ought to that ought to do something to the inside of you. If you're here today lost without God, you're never going to return. What is it going to be? How will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? How will you do? Do you have affairs that are left undone? It won't matter much then. Have you made out your last will and testament? Do you have life insurance? Or is everything going to be a tangled mess? It won't matter much because you must go. That's what Job said. He said, I must go. I must go to the place I will not return. And so if your affairs are in order, I worry about if God would take me. What will your spouse do? How will she make it? What about your children? It won't matter much with a grieving spouse and grieving children. It won't matter for you still must go. What about mom and daddy? How will they get by? It doesn't matter. You must go. There's no way around it. You must go. And how will you do? in the swelling of the Jordan. How will you do in that day? It don't matter if your fires are ready. It don't matter ready or not. He's going to come for you one day. And you're going to draw your last breath. And you're going to step your feet. There'll be loved ones with some of us if we know that death is coming. Sometimes it takes us completely and totally by surprise. And we have no warning. And it's sudden death. And it's sudden glory. Or it's sudden death and sudden torment. Uh, there's no more time to prepare. Uh, there's no great distance away. Uh, there's a lady, a matter of fact, her name is Belinda, and she's a member at Hogan's Creek, uh, which I helped in revival this year. Special sweet lady, uh, but she has cancer. As a matter of fact, she's probably my age, maybe a little bit younger, and she's had cancer now four times, uh, and that cancer has got so aggressive. Uh, she's had previous bone marrow transplants, uh, and because of that. Uh, There is now nothing they can do. She's been to the Mayo Clinic uh, and they said there's nothing you can do. Uh, She's Talk to her doctor. She's been all over this country uh, searching for a way and a cure. And she as uh, she said last week, as a matter of fact, just a few days ago, as uh, she said, my doctors have told me now it's just a matter of time. She said, I've got six to nine months is what they're saying. And by the way, as uh, she was uh, I wouldn't want you to feel sorry for her. How will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? I look at people like that, uh, that face it with so much bravery in their soul. And why is she brave? Because she knows where she's headed. Amen. She knows that one day long ago when the Lord saved her soul, she's already passed from death into life. She doesn't fear death. But she asked prayers for her husband and her three children to help them. And she said, now I'm not working anymore. And now she said, uh, she said the financial strain on a one one income family with three kids and all these cancer treatments, it's too much. And my husband's not going to... And so she was really asking prayer for him. Uh, But it might seem cruel. Uh, But see, it don't matter. It don't matter what he's going to do or her kids are going to do. She must go. Do you understand what I'm telling you today? It don't matter you're earthly. I mean it matters. but, But when the time comes. That no matter how much they cry. And beg and grieve. You still must go to where you can never return. You understand that today? You must go to a place. And so we were talking in Sunday school this morning about God's Spirit and how He draws men how He compels men. That's what Jesus said. It'd be one thing for me to stand up here. I can give you statistics. You know how many people died in 2022? Do a quick Google search. Over 67 million. Die. Over sixty-eight million is projected to die this year. That's a lot of people. Sixty some million a year. The odds are that it might be somebody in this building before this time next year. Do you understand? It doesn't matter what your health is now, it doesn't matter what your bank account's like now, it doesn't matter what all you've got planned to do. You must go to a place you will never return. It doesn't matter really of anything. What have you done in this life? You still must go. Uh, what What about the plans that I had for the future? You still must go. And when that time comes, How will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? Your loved ones can go with you and they will go with you. They'll stay with you until the very end. But there comes a time they'll have to shake your hand, give you one more hug, and give you one more kiss. And then one step you'll go into that chilly Jordan water. How will you do? and the swelling of that Jordan. And my friends, how will you face that? Uh, people, uh, if you've never faced it, i faced it. Uh, how will you do? Uh, I'll say to the dying saint, uh, I believe it'll be a day. You might not realize it now. You might not think it'll be a time to look forward to. I'm telling you, I believe as that time draws near uh, for that woman at Hogan's Creek uh, as the west, uh, would dwindle down to, to days uh, and days dwindle down to hours, uh, I can point you to Stephen the man of God in the word of God when his time came he preached one final sermon just one last message and it pricked people's heart and they begin to gnash on him with their teeth drew him out of the city and begin to stone him with stones but I don't believe he felt a single one I don't believe he felt a single stone as a matter of fact the scripture says he looked up to the heavens and he said I see heaven open and I see the Son of Man, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. How will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? How will you do? You'll face it. You'll face it brave. Those of us who have been born again, it's not a pleasant thing for us. We don't fear death, but we do fear how death will find us. We do fear that. But my friends, I promise you, when it comes Time to dip your feet in those icy Jordan rivers. And my friends, if you've been saved by grace, you're gonna step in and you're gonna wait out, and that chilly death will be just like bathwater, and you'll descend down. And the Jordan is a picture of death, as a matter of fact. And because it starts out, it goes under the mountains down in Israel and it descends all the way into the Dead Sea. and That's why it's such a good picture. It descends down into death uh, when you're baptized and when Christ was baptized and, and when those went to John in the Jordan, it was a perfect picture of descending down into death and coming up with a newness of life. And so it is. Uh, those of us who have been saved by God's grace, we will descend into that chilly water of death, uh, but we'll come up in a river of life that proceeds. from of course from the throne of God. We're not going to go into it alone. Your family and your friends will gather about you. There'll come a time you'll have to unclasp their hand. Well, I'm not ready yet, preacher. It don't matter. You still must go. But if you've been born again, when they turn loose of your hand, there'll be one greater than you. The best friend that you ever had. The one that saved you all of those years ago. He'll be there to scoop you up and to carry you safely to the other side. What about those who have never prepared? What about those who have never been saved? What about those when God has drawn you? We talked in Sunday school, will God ever, will God ever stop dealing with you? Will he ever stop? I would warn you and to say he can. I would warn you in the fact that That as often as you turn Him away and turn Him away and turn Him away, Romans 1 says He'll give you over to a reprobate mind. Proverbs 1 says I called unto you and you didn't answer. And there'll come a day you'll call upon me. And I will not answer. He shall laugh in that day. And what does that mean? I'm not trying to preach to you a false doctrine or a scary doctrine, but I will say this the more you turn him away and turn him away and turn him away, that desire will completely leave your heart. You'll never, you'll just stop desiring to be saved. Amen. Now, now, if, if you ever, I will say this. If you have a desire to be saved, God's not finished with you. If you have a desire to be saved and humble yourself as a child, He that cometh to me, I will in no wise pass that. That's why it's so important. As He draws that you answer. There's going to come a day He will call and you will answer. That will be the day of death. He will make one call and you will say, here I am. Then you will go into the ways for which you will never return. You that are lost, you'll die lost. You will never return to the house of God. Think about that. Let that settle in your soul. You will never again come into the sound of an invitation. You will never again. uh, You're dead now. Uh, People have passed by and wagged their head and people have been laid out at funeral homes and mourners have come by and wondered. I wonder where they are. They never made a profession and so they'll be wondering forever where you are. How will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? Never more to come back. Never have another opportunity. To be saved and never never again feel that tug and that desire, that broken heart. Uh, you know what that is? Uh, that is the goodness of God drawing you to repentance. That's what that is. You can't be saved without it. You can't really repent without it. You can't do anything without the Spirit of God. And you're going to go to the way which you will never return. You that die unprepared and lost without God, you'll spend eternity with murderers and thieves and drunkards and rapists and the worst and the vile of the vile that that just like you never made preparations. How will they do? How will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? Uh, That man named Stephen, we read how he did in the swelling of the Jordan. He faced death. He faced death. So brave. And the reason why he did is God had saved him. The reason why we that have been saved are able to face it is because God saved us. Uh, Years later, well, when they stoned Stephen, they laid down their feet at a young man's feet, laid down their clothes at a young man's feet by the name of Saul. You realize years later, Saul went the way of Stephen, he went the way of all the earth. Uh, But in that time, In his day, you know what he said? His name was Paul by that time. A great apostle. But he said, the time of my departure is now at hand. I've fought a good fight and I've finished my course. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which fadeth not away. And not for me only, but also all of them. That love appearing. Can I tell you something this morning? I love Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I love Him. I believe when I see Him in the flesh. I know Isaiah said there's no duty, no desire that man to desire to look upon his face. But if I'm perfectly honest, there's not a person I'd rather see then my lord and my god i believe we'll take off running can you imagine when that gate opens when that call comes when you step into that chilly water of jordan when you come out the other side and the first thing you see is that crucified resurrected son of god i believe we'll take off running there was a time when mary And Martha were mourning. They were hurting. Their brother had died. They didn't understand it. But he had to go that way. He must go that way. And he went into the chilly rivers of Jordan. And he died. And Jesus lingered around. And they didn't understand it. You realize that there are lots of things that God does. We simply will never understand here. We just still must trust Him. If there's anything that He's put upon you to do or to say, let me caution you, dear saints, uh, you that have been saved, if there's something He's desiring from you, you will soon go to the way where you can never return to do that that He's bidding you to do. Do you realize that? Don't leave anything undone. If you love somebody, you better tell them that you love them. If you're praying for them, if you're concerned for their soul, why don't you tell them today while you have opportunity? And so, that's the way it is. We're going to go down. Mary and Martha didn't understand. They didn't understand why the Lord let their loved one die. Had no idea. But the call came. Mary called Martha. Martha. And Mary said, Martha, the Master is here and He's calling for you. You know what Martha did? Even though I believe she was mad at the Lord because she didn't understand why her brother had to die, she took off running and she came and fell at His feet. For this morning there's no place that I'd rather be than at His feet. Thanking Him for all He's done. you realize what He's done for you today? If you've been saved by God's grace, How will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? I believe when that day comes, you'll be able to look death right in the eye and say, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of you because I have a time and a place where the Lord spoke peace to my soul. We sang a song a while ago, oh, the glory did roll. Do you remember that time? Has there ever been a time in your life where heaven came down and the glory just rolled about you? How will you do? The swelling of the Jordan, there's gonna be people who will think back to all the wasted times in their life, all the opportunities that they had, and now they're gone forever. You're either gonna be swept away into a perfect, perfect, never ending day. You're either gonna be swept away into a land that's fairer than day, or you're gonna be there'll be no time. I know there are people that teach. As a matter of fact, there's a great, great multitude of people today that when their leaders die, their leaders, the leaders, the leaders, they write on their coffin to have the people pray for them, that they can enter into heaven. If the cardinals and archbishops and popes, or having that harder time? what does that mean for the common man? You understand that? How will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? It won't matter. Prayers for the deceased and departed are of no avail. They don't work. Eternity is fixed and it's settled the moment you take your last breath. How will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? You're either going to be swept away there is no time that will pass. There is no amount of... You will know as soon as you depart. That quick. That quick. Caught up together with Christ and cast out in the outer darkness weeping and wailing and nationality. Both are waiting for the resurrection day. Both souls will live on forever and ever. There's no end to you. The atheists that think total annihilation at death. I promise you this. If they think that, when they're laying on their bed of sickness and languishing, they're going to be looking for hope somewhere. They're going to be looking for something. And they've made themselves a thorny pillow to lay on. Those of us that have been saved by grace will lay down on the promises of God. You see, in a dying hour, and I'm done because my voice is gone, in a dying hour. It's my belief, and I've been there, that men will go back to a sinner's Jesus. What do I mean by that? I mean you'll think about those promises in the Word of God. They'll come afresh to you that I will in no wise cast out that let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you into my myself that where I am there you may be also. You'll know the moment you depart this life where your destiny is. And no matter which way it is, you will never return here again. So how will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? I want to caution you Life is hard. There are harder days coming. If you can't run with the footmen, how will you contend with the horses? If this land has wearied you, then what will you do in the swelling of the Jordan? That's the question I have for you. You can answer that today. You can have your answer today. Jesus told His apostles, I could give you statistics. I'll close. I forgot that. <clears throat> 67 million died. I could give you every statistic. I can tell you with perfect clarity you're going to die. But it's also my job, Jesus said, to compel them. <laughs> compel them. to come. In. I love you. I want you to be saved. It grieves my heart to think that some of you will one day step into that river, Jordan, unprepared. Whether you're prepared or not, it won't matter. You must go. You must go. But the thought of me standing up at a funeral over your dead body grieves me. Compel them, He said, to come in. Compel them. I don't know how to compel you other than tell you about one that died in your place. That you don't have to go there. It's not just a matter of escaping judgment. I want you to be saved. I want you to know Him. He's the best friend I've ever had. And so when the time comes, how will I do? In the swelling of the Jordan. I've been there. I've been at the Jordan and its banks overflowing you know how I'll do I'll say goodbye to you and I'll just step in and begin waiting how will you do in the swelling of the Jordan that day's coming how will you do in the swelling of the Jordan get